2: Right now, guys, at Hassel Cattle Company, they're giving away a really cool prize to DMVR listeners. They're giving away a $200 gift card and cooler to one lucky winner. It's easy to enter. All you have to do is head to the DMVR Sports Twitter page, click on the link to our pinned tweet. It's free, you can win money, and a fantastic cooler, and you can get notified about all their best deals Of course, speaking of deals, use the code dnvr 10 at HassleCattleCompany.com at checkout to get 10% off your order every time. That's code dnvr 10 for 10% off your order at HassleCattleCompany.com. Oh, wow. I like those vibes. I like those vibes, Kale.
1: Funky Tuesday. Tuesday mailbag. Get lit, everyone.
2: You you always know that intro music's good when Kale's in the office. Like I, okay. I saw pop on the screen. I saw he was in the office. I was like, the intro music's gonna be fire today.
1: Can you hear me? Kind of. Am I You're, like, wait. You're like a little laggy. I'm like afraid to even talk. I just like oh, want to yeah. let you intro the show.
2: Okay. Well, I'll try to intro the show here. Um, what's up, guys? Welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast, the DNBA show. On a Tuesday, we got a mailbag coming up today. We got the Christmas Day slate out. Uh, we are presented, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use code DNVR when you sign up. I'm Harrison. Win two-man show today uh, with Brendan Vote, which means us two are actually going to get a talk for a change. So
1: that's right. Uh, <laughs> should, should be a fun show today. What's going on, man? Good, man. I'm very excited to hear your takes, Harrison. Very cal- calmly delivered with plenty of time. No pressure. You know, I'm really yeah. excited to chop it up.
2: Yeah, I- I'm a little off kilter today. Um, You probably know my background's a little different. I'm in an undisclosed location in Southern California for the week. <laughs> this is where probably will be doing the shows from that's why we're not in the studio and it's also just going to be me and you for most of the week too so you guys are going to get a lot of us
1: adam and eric having a bunch of big secret meetings big meetings we can't tell you what's going on but <laughs> yeah for, they are for those
2: of you who have been uh, paying close attention to the show there are a lot of meetings happening this week a lot of meetings
1: it's most of the gig but uh yeah Ready to chop up some hoops with head of live streaming Kale and my Vegas roommate Harrison Wind. Let's get after. Yeah,
2: it. Kale, Kale, who has cut up his face for the second time in the last.
0: What's month going on, somehow. Kale? I, it's, it's, we got to get you a, a problem, guys? Like I don't a bubble boy? Really voice know thing. what I'm doing? Um, you no, know, today I crashed on my longboard, which is a very weird um, uh, statement to come out of an adult man, but that's <laughs> what happened today. So. <laughs>
1: Kale, you gotta we gotta get you a face helmet, bro. I don't know if that's a thing, but I'll I'll look into it.
0: Thanks. Man, my Wi Fi
2: is just really terrible,
1: isn't it? It is, but I can hear you. Audio's coming through. You can hear me. I wonder if
2: I should go on my phone. I wonder if that would be a better option. I don't know. Um, well, let's uh what are we gonna say, Kale?
0: I was gonna ask if you had 5 uh, I do have five G. It might be better two. on your phone. Might be it better might on be. your phone. Hmm.
2: Uh, send me the send me the Streamyard link we'll do in the in, in the Slack, Kale, and I'll see if I can do that. But uh, let's start off because this is also a podcast. A lot of people will be listening to it as a podcast. Uh, the Christmas Day slate is out. Nuggets no, are not playing on Christmas Day, um, but we do have a Christmas Day slate of five games: Knicks, Hawks. Bucks, Celtics, uh, Warrior Suns, Nets, Lakers, and Mavs, and Jazz. No mm. Nuggets, Brendan vote. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, I'm not surprised at all that Denver's left off this list. They have stunk up the joint on consecutive Christmas Day games. Now, that's never stopped the league from shoe-owning the Knicks into this slot. Um, mm-hmm. But I just there's a sort of realistic way we can view this. People in Denver are used to this. It's an uphill climb to get this team on national TV in the first place. Now, had they come out and showed out in consecutive Christmas games, Jokic gets that MVP. um, It would be asinine. They'd have no choice but to put Denver on there. Having said that, the way they got their butts handed to them by new Orleans, I kind of anticipated this even before the Jokic thing came to fruition. So on one hand, disappointed because, the league is just never gonna. Jokic won the MVP, and he—I believe—he's the first MVP to not be featured on Christmas Day since the uh, the league went to five games. Um, but not surprised at all, all the same, because it's just—it's the league's mo. They've got Utah on there, and uh, they're not going to do Utah and Denver um, unless both of those teams have proven to be good draws. All right, Kale, okay, hop in here with me. While I Harrison, what's here. up? Uh,
0: I am also disappointed to not see Nikola Jokic um looks like harrison's gonna try on his phone and brennan is gonna carry us for a sec
1: sick so uh, are you all right are you bummed kale that, that uh the nuggets no. are not playing.
0: i'm not the nuggets are horrible on christmas day it's this is good news for me the nuggets are bad on national tv in general until they get to the playoffs and so this is more wins for the nuggets because it's more them playing in the right. comfort zone which is not on national tv and you know um On NBA TV, they're a great NBA TV team.
1: Sure. This is one New Orleans loss you don't have to like pencil in. I feel you. It is selfishly from the media perspective, given the way the Christmas games have gone, sort of what, what Ray is saying here, I'm happy to have the day off. I haven't had Christmas off in a long time. But I also understand that, like, look, this is an opportunity to showcase the best players in the league. And that's what the NBA has done here to some extent. There are eight active NBA players that have made at least eight all-star teams. All eight of those guys are going to play on Christmas day. This comes per Micah Adams on Twitter. Uh, There's a whopping 153 combined all-star appearances by players scheduled to play on Christmas. This is their heavy hitter lineup. I just, you know, I do get wanting Jokic to be included. He just won MVP. You don't want to feed into that narrative that he's the availability MVP. He won that thing fair and square. So he should be out there. I get that perspective from Nuggets fans. Selfishly, though, I just don't mind this at all.
2: Yeah, um, selfishly, I'm fine with it. It means my fiance is not going to be pissed at me for leaving on Christmas. Like this this is a big thing if you're in a relationship and you also cover the NBA. Just waiting on the NBA schedule and seeing what holidays you have to make. Well, Dude, it's, we all it's, it's, worked. It's we all worked thing.
0: last Christmas, and it was a big issue in all of our relationships. Yeah, no, yeah,
2: no, for sure, for sure. So selfishly, I'm okay with this. If I'm a Nuggets fan, I'm absolutely outraged. This is this is bullshit. This is bullshit. If you're a Nuggets fan, it's absolute bullshit. I mean, Nikola Jokic, the reigning MVP, the Nuggets who actually won a first round series uh last season. The Dallas Mavs did not do that. The Nuggets who beat the Jazz in the playoffs two years ago. So, I mean, it's bullshit if you're the Nuggets. But at the same time, it's not surprising because the Nuggets aren't a big draw. They don't have Jamal Murray, who's a really marketable guy, probably the most marketable marketable guy on the Nuggets. They don't have him. Uh, people still don't tune in as they should to watch Nico Jokic. So it wasn't surprising um, but if I was a Nuggets fan, I'd be pretty pissed off.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. The, uh, w- the slate itself though, um, do you have any issues with it? I think th- there's a couple on principle, you look at it and you go, all right, there's only one rematch, right? Playoff rematch, unless I'm mistaken. And, th- and that's in the Hawks and the Knicks, which I actually have right at the top of my list. Not to not to get there, but not to get ahead of ourselves in terms of games that I'm excited to see. For that very reason, you know, like you've got the Bucks and the Suns on this slate, I would like to see them play each other. Where's that finals rematch? You know, I like the idea of carrying over from that year of parity, building some sort of rivalries and keeping that momentum going.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Um, I like Hawks Knicks. Uh, I like Warrior Suns. Nets, Lakers is obviously the marquee game, and we can just go ahead and rank them here. And uh, Mavs, Jazz, I have some thoughts on, but mm. another team that is a weird inclusion on Christmas Day is the Celtics. Um, yes, I I, I get it. Uh, a lot of people tune into the Celtics, they've got a good fan base, but is the only reason the 76ers aren't in here is because. Everybody's predicting a Ben Simmons trade, and we don't know what they're gonna look like in a post-Ben Simmons world because I feel like that should be Philly.
1: Yeah, I agree. And Boston's been an underwhelming watch for quite a while now. So that to I, I actually have Boston as the number
2: one. <laughs> um I have a complaint. I have a complaint here. I'm reading the chat here. Did you guys play the funky music? Yeah, get off the show.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, you, that, that was, I, uh, <laughs> Dad's gone, no rules. Bye. Yeah, okay. See you, Adam. Uh,
2: you're not going to talk over us today. Okay. <laughs> um, do we do we want to rank these votes? Yes. Just, just one through five. Should, should we just start at the top? I mean, Nets-Lakers is is the marquee game, right?
1: Yeah, marquee game. It's in that primetime slot. Lakers getting that second to last slot was like a lock. Um, healthy Nets against the Lakers. This is the heavy hitter matchup, and you know, even even small market guys here like can't complain, right? This makes a ton of sense. The league was always going to do this, and no matter how much I preach parody, you better believe I've cleared my schedule for 8 p.m. Eastern time. <laughs>
2: uh so so will I. So will I. I've got to think number two is Warriors Suns. Uh, I mean, you you guys know me. I'm anti Eastern Conference, so it's not going to be any of those first two. Warriors Suns is very very intriguing. Uh, Warriors are super watchable. The Suns made the finals last season, so I've got that at number two. What about you?
1: Well, I want to say Buck Suns at number two, but they're not playing each other. I'm actually you, yeah. gonna di- <laughs> I'm gonna dip into that Eastern Conference pool, and I'm gonna take. Knicks Hawks, um, I'm a New Jersey guy, so I fall for all of the Madison Square Garden Knicks are back stuff. You know, it gets me every time. I find it exciting. I'm not a Knicks fan, but I do. I get the energy. I feel it. And Trey Young in MSG was one of my favorite parts of the playoffs last year. Now, is this necessarily going to be the best game of the day? It's certainly not the most talent like loaded game, but it's one like I want to watch Trey Young draining threes yep. and shushing the crowd like i'm gonna get into that on christmas
2: oh for sure i
1: like this matchup
2: it's also the first game and i feel like i'm always tuning in for the first game and then i'll probably take the second game off yep. i'll probably pass on buck celtics yes and exactly. then come ba- yeah and then come back for for warrior sons nets lakers and then probably dip out again
0: Post, Post-Christmas breakfast, present opening, you sit down, you watch Hawks Knicks, have a great time watching Trey Young shush the crowd, take a little bit of a break, maybe go spend some time with your family. You know, it's a holiday. But then 3 p.m., baby, you're back, locked in for Warriors Suns. That sounds like a great day of basketball to me.
1: That's right. That might be a little nap slot. Um, I just want to say really quickly, in terms of teams that could be in there other than the Celtics, Philly, I also noticed that the Clippers weren't on here. And that goes back to a point when made at the start of the show should have pulled on that thread. So definitely not surprising with Jamal Murray being out. And obviously you can see they did the same thing with the Clippers and no Kawhi. So that was probably a factor as well, but yeah, I'm going to skip that 2:30 game. And then I have Warriors sons three for me. I know you had okay. them too.
2: Yeah. I mean, I just think the warriors are going to be potentially like the number, the, the, the number two pull in the league behind the Lakers. Yeah. Um, there's gonna be a lot of buzz around the Warriors next season. They're gonna be on national TV a ton. Uh, they're gonna get a ton of hype. Deservingly so. Uh like they
0: should be really fun again next season. So I just can't watch to wait to watch the Splash Brothers again. It's been so I long. I mean, almost three full years at this point. It's gonna be a blast.
1: Will Clay be back by Christmas? I'm not sure. I'm not up to date on his on his I timeline. I
0: think he's tracking. They're gonna they think he's gonna be ready for the start of the season, but A lot of people say they doubt that, but by Christmas, probably. I think they've purposely been pretty vague on that, purposely. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: So let's talk about this nightcap, Um, Mavs and Jats. This is the slot that the Nuggets would probably be in. Um, Of course, Nuggets have performed very poorly on Christmas Day in the past. So, I mean, that's another reason they – Might have been left off this slate and another reason why maybe internally the Nuggets are like, okay, you know, we're not playing on Christmas Day. We don't have to get embarrassed on national TV again. Um, But the NBA choosing the Jazz and the Mavs over the Nuggets is interesting. It is interesting to me.
1: But it's easy to follow – like the league's line of thinking, right? I mean, the Mavericks are just – the league clearly views them as an a national TV jaw. I don't know what their ratings are relative to other teams, but that's certainly how the league views Luka, and that's kind of hard to argue with. Now, the Mavericks themselves, whether they're that compelling or good, those are fair questions, but Luka's a guy people are going to sit down to watch on Christmas. The Jazz – I'm going to go small Mark Brendan here for a second. Small market Brendan. They were the one seed. And so, you know, if we're outraged that Denver's not in there. The Jazz, like, they don't have a Jokic, but they're still brethren in a sense, right, in terms of their place in the league and the way the league views them. So no doubt. it makes it – like, I'm not going to – if I'm going to sit here and be like, oh, Denver should be on there, well, I got to defend the league putting Utah on there because now they fizzled out in the playoffs, but they won a lot of games. And they were a fun watch in the regular season, even if I didn't personally find myself rooting for them <laughs> or wanting them to win. Um, they played a compelling style of basketball.
2: They do. I'm just overwatching Utah. I've I've seen them too many times. They're good. They're really good. Uh, but I just don't need to see them again. With the Mavs, though, here's my take. The NBA wants to make Luka Doncic the most popular player in the league. They do. But yeah. th- that, that is my opinion. The, the, the league can sense LeBron is on his final legs. They want Luka Doncic taking the mantle as you know this is his league if Adam Silver had it his way Luka Doncic would be the face of the NBA so that's why Dallas is getting this game over Denver Uh, Luka is you know he he has more off-court star qualities than Nikola Jokic he's you know he's he's more visible he's gonna hype himself up he he's more marketable from the NBA's point of view even though he right. probably shouldn't be. So that's my take on the Mavs being there. Adam Silver just loves Luka Doncic.
1: Yeah, I I would have locked them in there before I saw this schedule for for all those assumptions, all those same reasons. That said though, if they're going to do the let's get the star power in there, then then you pick Denver over Utah. Now I know Utah's been a you know a better regular season team uh recently and 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 Denver wasn't great on those Christmas games but Jokic is still the MVP. Um and if he's not on a draw yet it's on you as the league to make him one. One great way to showcase him would be Christmas. So having defended Utah, I mean to me like my bigger my biggest objection is Boston. It's just some big market blasphemy. Get them out of here. Who gives a shit at this point? But um yeah I I, I get Utah. I get I get um, Dallas for the star power thing, but there is some inconsistency there. If it's about star power, you got to get Jokic in there.
2: Yeah, for sure. There's also some other news that the Nuggets are going to open up in Phoenix on the second uh, night of the regular season. The NBA is tipping off October 19th. Nets, Bucks, Warriors, Lakers, and then the next night the Nuggets play their first game uh, eight o'clock Mountain Time, it looks like, on ESPN at Phoenix. So a nice little Western Conference semifinal matchup there. What's your excitement rating for that opener?
1: Very, very. I mean, Jamal's not going to be back, but Denver's had an offseason to get whole, get healthy, sort of think about how that series went. Obviously, it was, it was not the tightest series. Phoenix ran away with it, but... I like the idea of these two teams playing each other, of the NBA showcasing that. Um, two really fun teams that are worth watching that could easily be in the conference finals again. And how about this sort of angle? I, th- I saw, I think it was Broncos Reddit tweeted, Phoenix is the new Portland. And I, I laughed at that. Like Denver finally kind of tackled the Portland thing, I thought. Beat them in right. six. Portland's got to figure this thing out. And they Denver really were.
2: The trailblazers into just an organizational tailspin.
1: Total disarray, free falling, and so yeah, the Jazz are still there, but I think everyone's kind of bored with that too. Who's the next rivalry for Denver? And I do feel like they've turned a corner. I'm in. I'm into pumping air, fanning air into this Phoenix-Denver thing.
2: I like it too. I really like that take. My only, my only worry, or my, my the only thing I'm not looking forward to about this matchup is if we see the Sons and four guy, I'm yeah. just gonna shut off the TV. Yeah. And, and and you know he's gonna be a prominent part of the broadcast, but the second that comes on, <laughs> I'm just gonna walk out of the DNVR bar.
1: What they're gonna do is Phoenix will invite him there to address the crowd at the start of the game and talk about how fighting isn't cool anymore. <laughs> and that how they really need to just chill out. And are
2: they going to just, just run a PSA on not fighting in the arena while yeah. simultaneously showing Suns and four guy? Maybe he's doing the PSA. Probably
1: that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they yeah. have him address the crowd. You say, "Listen, I know I'm a cult hero. We got to stop punching each other. It's not a good look." I don't know. Phoenix has to figure it out.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, we got the season coming up uh, real soon. Probably a little too soon, but know. <laughs> should be an interesting uh, opening night and uh, first month leading into Christmas uh, vote, take us into these first reads. And when we come back, we'll get into the mailbag here.
1: Well, it's so, it's so good to be home. Cause we had those terrible, not Brett brews on that, on that Vegas stream the last night. And uh, it's really good to just be back in the land of delicious tasting beer. I'm talking about Breckenridge brewery, of course. And right now this summer, they're donating 1% of all their profits to the national parks, conservation association, fighting fires and more. You can do good by feeling good by tasting some good beer. You can also enter to win a $30,000 skate pod trailer if you go to breckbrew.com slash ingoodco uh, for more details. That's breckbrew.com slash ingoodco. Good luck. Be sure to tag us and your friends. When you submit that entry to win, you're trying to get some Breckbrew, whether that's booze or food. Order from the farmhouse if you're able. Call 303-803-1380 from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. Mountain Time for pickup. Of course, we got you covered. Use code DNVR to save $5.00. Breckenridge Brewery. It's the good stuff. Uh, this is going to be season number two, fellas, where there's a new name on top of what was once Pepsi Center. Of course, it is now Ball Arena. And did you know that Ball is also sponsoring us here at DNVR, as in the Aerospace Technology Company, as in the world's largest aluminum cannon packaging manufacturer, as in the company that's hiring right here in Golden, Colorado. You can check uh, you can check that out using hashtag work at ball online. Uh, and apply for a position in their aluminum can plant by texting GOLDEN to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. That's jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN or simply text GOLDEN to 77222. Uh, Ball knows what's up. If you're looking for work, that's a great place to start.
2: So I want to throw a DraftKings pick of the week in here too because we got to get to a couple of those this week. You can do same game parlays on DraftKings now. An awesome new feature. Let's I'm go. so happy DraftKings has this now. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing you're going to be able to do these for the NFL, for Broncos, uh, for college football coming up too. Uh, you can opt in to receive a $10 free bet um, for same game parlays when you bet on baseball right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and, and say for this DraftKings pick of the week, opt into that uh, free $10 bet. The Rockies are, are a little hot. They won last night on a
0: walk-off. Just so just to let you guys know, the Bet's boys hit, like, a baby beluga, like, plus 8,000, <laughs> same game parlay with that free bet the other day. That baby beluga? Yeah. Absurd. Let's go.
1: yeah, Dude, the Rockies <laughs> at home. Sneaky good bet, man. Sneaky good with, bet. With Herman Marquez. Let's go. And a free bet? Come on. Talk to me. Yeah.
2: So... I would put it on the Rockies. You know, they're minus 120, minus one and a half uh, for the spread. That's plus 145. I would put my DraftKings Pick of the Week on either one of those, and you can same game parlay it with something too. So uh, make sure to check that out on DraftKings Sportsbook this week. All right, back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast, the DNBA show. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up. Let's get into... The mailbag. Mm. Let's get into the mailbag. Let's see what we're working <coughs> with today. Tons first of great one. questions out there. Here's the first one: Who out of the summer league big three gets the most minutes on the Nuggets this season? From Nick Smith zero two.
1: That was a question I did not have the answer to right off the top of my head.
2: So the I... summer league big three is Bull, Bull, Zeke, Naji, and Bones Highland. Right?
0: That's right. Zeke. I put my bets almost exclusively on it being Zeke because Michael Malone doesn't play rookies. That
1: makes sense. <laughs> that certainly makes sense. Um, well,
0: it's technically bowl Bull third year. Uh, actually. Okay. Yeah. But so, we oh, all yeah. know how much Michael Malone loves to play bowl so <laughs> <laughs> It's Amazing.
1: probably Zeke, but is <laughs> there an argument for bones here? went,
2: I mean, the way bones gets playing time is, or like, the most playing time out of these guys is probably maybe Denver has an injury in the backcourt, which is probably going to happen at some point this season. Um, and look, man, I talked about this the night they drafted bones Highland, but if you look back at the Nuggets second unit last season and their bench, there was not a lot of creativity there. There was not a lot of creativity. Yep. And Bones Highland, I think, can be a guy who just supercharges a bench unit. I don't know if that's going to happen next season. It's probably not. But, you know, maybe he grows into that guy, that that just ultra six man who's an instant offense, instant game changer off the bench. Maybe he grows into that guy in his second year. I, I have a tough time seeing it ha- happen in his first year, though, unless, you know, like there's a trade because he's going to start the season behind Monte, behind Faku, behind Will Barton and behind Austin Rivers. Right. So he's going to start the season as the fifth guard. I think Zeke might have a little more clear of a path to rotation minutes than that. So I'd go with Zeke.
1: Yeah. Rotation minutes. And then even still just sort of finding minutes here and there. I mean, Jeff Green, Michael Green, these are two guys don't necessarily need to play 82 games. In the regular season, so makes more sense for Zeke. Also, think Bones will will spend a significant chunk of that first half of the season with the gold. I don't know that for sure, and certainly not reporting that, but I do. For those reasons, that you you'd think they'd like to see him with the ball in his hands and getting some reps. But you here's yeah. the thing: I think Bones can provide this team with something they need more so than the other two right now. I don't know if he's ready to do it, but just in terms of projecting what he can. To have any sort of creativity, um, any sort of shooting threat, any sort of guy that can turn the corner on off the pick and roll and at least pretend that he's going to score. I mean, I'm as big a Faku guy as you're going to find, but that is something he does not do. And so there's a real argument for like, wow, Bones could change the dynamic of the second unit. Having said that, that's a separate thing than do you think Malone will do that? Do you think that's the plan for Bones? And I would have to say probably no, not right away.
0: Here's my only thing. Like, I understand what you're saying with that, but we all know Monte's going to be playing early in the season, not late in the season with the first unit, not with the second. Because once Jamal gets back, Monte's probably going to be running that bench unit again. You're going to run that bench unit through Monte. And because he's a rookie, he's looking more likely to get play time later in the season than early. So the timeline on that just doesn't really make sense to sure. me.
1: Sure. It's a good point. It's a good point, Kill. Yeah. All right. And then Bull, I just look, man. Probably not a part of the of the rotation, or probably getting traded. Let's dig into this mailbag. Let's. uh Do you think the Nuggets will get home court advantage again, even with Jamal out? I'm trying to remember back to our rankings episode. Wind. I think we had Denver between the two of us somewhere around five and four, right? You guys ended up at five. Five.
2: Five. Look. <sighs> They definitely can. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to count the nuggets out from the get-go just because Jamal Murray is going to miss a big chunk of the season. But this team proved last year that they can really pile up regular season wins. Notice I said regular season wins because it's a lot different in the playoffs. That's where you really miss Jamal Murray. But they can get regular season wins uh, without Jamal because they are that deep and just because Nikola Jokic having him on your team just – gives you such a high floor that you're starting off at right so can they get a top four seed absolutely i wouldn't be surprised if they did um i know we said it on five but i would not be surprised if they got top four
1: yeah i've come back around on this i think i was pushing it a little on that show i feel it more strongly i think we're underselling the the potential of this regular season roster um i like them at four maybe even three but that feels like a stretch especially because we're not really sure how to how to sort of you know, look at Golden State right now. I think. Um, how do the Clippers look? Like, these are all sort of difficult questions to sort out that certainly affect that top four. But look, I mean, how surprised would any of us be if if Jokic, Monte, Barton, MPJ, and Gordon rattle off a bunch of wins? I mean, they were good enough to do it last year. And there was a real compounding effect after multiple injuries. But if Thrill's ready to go, Monte's ready to go, Dozier's ready to go. They have the horses to win a boatload of regular season games. And I like their chances too, for sure.
0: Well, especially if MPJ takes that next step. Yes, exactly. We all kind of expect him to. If he's averaging 20 plus points a game, they're going to win a lot of regular season games. They just are.
1: And I'm nearly certain he will be. I mean, something just short of certain. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I think the Jazz are going to be a regular season powerhouse again. Yeah. They're just going to roll through the regular season. They're my pick for the one seed. Phoenix, I could see a big regression coming from Phoenix, uh, mainly because, like, Chris Paul, if you really think about it, he was in the bubble, uh, and then he came right back and had a really long season going all the way to the finals. Uh, He's not getting any younger. I I just could see um, him not, like, He's not going to have the same impact that he did in the playoffs on a night-to-night basis in the regular season. He's probably going to try to take it pretty easy. That would be smart of him. So I can see a regression coming from Phoenix, uh, the Clippers, the the trailblazers. There's just a lot of question marks there. Uh, the Lakers will surely be better than seventh, but could Denver get the three? Uh, I don't think it's out of the question.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't rule it out. Don't rule it out. That would definitely be, my sort of big, big sort of takeaway on that. All right, Ken, what else we got?
2: Does Jeff Green still have enough mobility and skill to play small forward on offense next to Faku and PJ? Looking, looking less likely.
1: Like, this was a typo. Looking less likely with Zeke struggling in Summer League, but still curious. Looking less likely
2: with Zeke struggling in Summer League, but still curious from Big Honey, one, two, three. Yeah, so it's interesting, man. If you think back on Jeff Green's career, he came into the league as a three, but he's really been a four or five for these last several years. And Probably five at, or
1: s- six years. I think since he got to Boston, he's really been yeah, like a four.
2: It's really been a while. And if you look at Zeke, it's interesting because he played the five at summer league. He played the four and the five. He played like defensively some three last year. Yep. Um, So you can talk yourself into him as a three from a defensive point of view. But I think the more likely scenario is PJ Dozier is the backup three. And then you're running Faku and Austin Rivers at your backup guard spots. That to me seems like the the most likely second unit scenario. Uh, So in, in that case, I could see Zeke being the odd guy out.
1: Yeah. And watching Zeke work in or around the rim on both ends in summer league. I mean, I do look at him as a four optimally at this point, at least in my eyes, not sure about center small forward feels like a stretch. I was curious about it though. I mean, right after the Jeff Green signing, it, it was something I feel like we didn't talk about enough in the immediate aftermath was the, the opportunity for maybe him to, to do what you just said, right? It, it's a little bit positionless. It could just be like who plays, These guys sort of switch he and Jeff Green, who handles what offensively, who guards who defensively. And you got a lot of size and defense there. But at this point with the ways he played in the summer league and the way Malone has deployed both of these guys in the past, my money's on Dozier for sure, for sure.
2: Is is there a case to be made that Jeff Green is going to be Denver's best off-the-bench guy next season? I I think he
1: is, yeah. I'm – I chose the wrong words and said go-to guy, which isn't the right way to describe Jeff Green, but I do think by default he could end up leading that group in points um, and just sort of the guy we look at as the most exciting guy coming off the bench, like ready to breathe some life into the game. Um, you know, he's certainly not a flashy guy or whatever, but he's a capable – he's a He's high-end, low-rotation player. He's a high-end, low-rotation player.
2: <laughs> high-end, Did I say that right? Yeah. I- He's just very good. He, he's very, very good. He, he's a, he, There's a reason that Jeff Green's been on some really good teams over the last couple of years, because stars want Jeff Green on their team. Uh, so I think that's pretty telling.
1: For sure. For sure. Uh,
2: are we going to do one more here and then uh, take another break?
1: Let's do that. Let's do that. Let me dig around in those bags, see what I scrounge up. Gareth O'Brien, if you could have any all-time – oh, I like this question. If you have any all-time Nuggets point guard in their prime – to replace Murray for this season, who are you taking?
2: I mean, there's a clear answer, right? And there's a clear answer. answer, right? Chauncey? Right, Chauncey Phillips. I mean, of course.
1: Well, the counter argument would be prime Allen Iverson, but I'm not sure he's the right kind of player for this squad.
2: <laughs> yeah, prime Allen Iverson, and you would just never –
1: you would never not score? <laughs> <laughs> jokic never touches the ball again though so there's that (laughs) a lot of dynamics in play
2: that is a good point i mean i would take chauncey for sure i think he'd fit around uh this jokic mpj two-man game the best defensively he'd be great as well so i would take chauncey over iverson
0: for sure for Open sure. it up to non-nuggets real quick. All-time all-time players to play next to Jokic right now. Just like a dream. What would you guys pick?
1: All-time players next to Jokic?
0: Yeah, point guard. Oh, point guard for this season. I mean, and Steph. <laughs> Can really? I just have Steph Curry? I would almost rather go Chris Paul because of the playmaking. Like Kale's, Kale's just Paul? coming
2: on this show to pump up his guy, Chris then, Paul. Okay. I am a, a never Chris misses Paul Stan. To be fair, I am a Chris he Paul fan. Never...
0: <laughs>
2: Kale's like, let's just open this up to the rest of the league. What about Chris Paul? Okay. I, that's
0: not where I was going to go. Um,
1: oh, God. But... Uh, no,
2: I mean, you're right, though. Chris Paul would be an incredible fit. Uh, he's an incredible fit on an A team. He's, he's an all timer for sure.
1: Are we sure. sleeping on Robert Pack though? Just kidding. All right. Um, the
2: Pac-Man. The Pac-Man.
1: He's Anybody but Jacked. Moutier. Yeah.
2: You know, even, even the Emmanuel Moutier w- would find a way to be a positive player next to Nicole Jokic.
1: At this point. Although for a, w- at one point he was the one of the few that hadn't. Um, but yeah. Well, listen, guys, fantasy football draft season is upon us. And does this sound like a DraftKings read? We'll buckle up for this hard left turn because I'm talking about Manscaped. The leaders in below the waist grooming just launched the new performance package 4.0. Don't neglect your balls like the Packers front office has been neglecting Aaron Rodgers. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off free shipping with the code DNVR. This will help you tame that Troy Polamalu in your pants. I'm so angry at whoever made me read that live on the internet. you will be held responsible.
0: That was clearly written for Rudo.
1: Yeah, but good news for our international <laughs> listeners. Their life, the life-changing products of Manscaped are now available in Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Um, use code MANSCAPED to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. Uh, I think most people don't Manscaped because they don't have the right tools. With manscaped, it's easy. You've got no excuse, and you uh, you you really won't cut yourself unless you try to. Unless you just dig as deep as you would take all the all the little cases off, and just, maybe then maybe then you can draw some blood. But it it's never happened for me. Manscaped, the best in men's grooming. Men's grooming. Don't neglect your balls. Now I'm going to talk to you guys about DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. It's everyone's favorite time of year. It's right around the corner. College football season. To celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated Sportsbook app is putting new players at the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly. If you bet $1 or more on any fo- college football game, did you hear that? Were you listening closely? You do not have to win your bet. You just have to bet $1, and you instantly claim $200 in free bets. Uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Check out all the great promotions and daily odds moves that they're offering. It's safe, secure, reliable, and located right here in the United States so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and receive $200 in free bets when you place $1 on any college football game. That's promo code DNVR to get your free $200 instantly. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only, new customers-only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And finally... talk about that sweet, sweet marijuana at Solace Meds. Solace Meds has some sweet deals right now. Dixie Elixirs two for $30. Talk to Eric Weedham about it. He's a big fan. We can recommend. Spectra 20% off. Ripple 25% off. Silver Shelf Flower 15% off. Connoisseur Shelf Concentrates 15% off. And if you head to any location, you can get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you mention the code as well. That's any location of Solace Meds. Head in and mention the DNVR20 code. You get 20% off. You get a free Solace Bar or a King Cone. And if you're really smart, if you're listening closely, you can stack You can stack that code on top of their other deals. Walk out of there with a King's Ransom. Check out Solace Meds. Use code DNVR20. Let them know we send you.
2: I just thought about this, thinking back to the Christmas Day schedule. The NBA had an opportunity to put Luka Doncic against Nikola Jokic on Christmas Day.
1: Like, how did they mess that up? I, dude, I, I know, man. I know. In hindsight, like, why didn't they do that? But you know what? We know why. They don't care. They don't care about the Denver Nuggets, guys. And that's just the way it is. You
2: know, it's fine. It's fine. It's
1: fine. more for us.
2: Yeah, more for us. All right, let's wrap up with uh, a couple final mailbag questions uh, from questions that you guys submitted. Let's see, from the homie Miroslav, are there any words on Paul Millsap retiring? It is incredible. Nobody has mentioned his name since the season ended. I agree, man. Me too. I agree. <laughs> Paul Millsap is sitting out there for a contender to grab up for a very cheap contract. He's proven he's a veteran. Yes, he wears down a little at the end of the season. But still, uh, he's a guy I would want on the end of my bench if I'm a contender I've got to think he's going to get picked up by one of these teams eventually. I'm surprised he hasn't been signed yet.
1: Me too. And I'm not sure what their roster situations are at this point. I have braced myself for the notification that he's headed to either the Lakers or, or the Blazers for some time um, for, on a minimum deal, right? Like I can't imagine why like teams wouldn't be interested in that. I know it didn't fit where Denver was at at this point, but that's good value for minimum. I'm surprised. And I don't know, man, at this point, at this point that it hasn't happened yet. I do wonder what's going through Paul's mind. I'm sure he signs somewhere eventually, or if he doesn't, he waits and signs with a contender following an injury or something in the middle of the season. But I'm surprised not to hear anything about him.
2: Watch him sign with Phoenix. Oh, God, that's going to happen. Yeah, Nuggets, Suns opening night. The Suns were the, the other finalists with the Nuggets for him. When he signed in Denver in 2017, I could see that. That's right. Um, but I would definitely think he'd go to a contender uh, because winning a championship is really the only thing that matters to him right now. Um, Yeah. Uh, is a Denver return in the cards? Uh, my, my instinct would be no. Um, but like if he really doesn't have any offers out there and the nuggets have an open roster spot I'm sure the nuggets would would welcome him back but I could see there being some other bigger needs.
1: Mm. And this is a good point by Oscar too. Maybe he's simply not wanting to take that minimum and it's been offered and he'll wait. Yeah. And 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 test his luck with the contenders at the trade deadline. Yeah, I, I do. It's hard not to wonder like if Denver moves bowl for a second round pick and there's an open spot, like do they just <laughs> resign Millsap? But I would think he would go somewhere where he might think he could play a little. And at this point, with the way the cookies crumbled, doesn't appear to be here in Denver. Phoenix makes sense. Um, the Lakers make sense to me, although I don't know if they have an open roster spot.
2: Uh, uh, I really hope I really hope Paul would be like, look, I played in Utah, Atlanta, and Denver in my career. I'm not going to the Lakers. Just I just doing- hope. He would do that.
0: Although it is a little funny just thinking about the Lakers average age currently, and then adding Paul Millsap to it, who is 38 years old. He'd be right at home. Yeah.
1: Atlanta. Would Atlanta, are they, would he view Atlanta as contenders? We'll have to wonder if that would make sense, but yeah, I've got to think
2: so. They're,
1: they're probably good enough for him to latch on there. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay. What else do we got in the old mailbag? Uh, no, it's not too late. You snuck in V8 Tiger. Jamal did a standing dunk on his Insta story. Firstly, is he human? Fair question. Secondly, is he back on? Is he on track to get peck earlier than we originally thought? Obviously, D line is the medical expert, but we don't have him with us here today, so we'll just have to do some good old faction um, conjecture. Mm.
2: So, on the uh, summer league broadcast a couple games ago, there was a report that the Nuggets hope to get him back in February or March, which I thought was pretty significant because it was really the first uh, mention of any sort of a timeline that we've got out there. And from that, you know, he's not going to miss all of next season unless there's a setback or something. So that's really good news. If he gets back in like February, you can definitely talk yourself into him kind of rounding into sure maybe 70% of himself or what he was pre-injury by the playoffs. Um, I bet it's about then uh, that, that seems about right. You know, typical ACL is like 12 months, but you can probably cut like a month or two down for that because it is Jamal Murray. Right. Um, right. And he's going to look back, look to get back as soon as possible. But yeah, I agree with Ray there. I definitely hope he t- takes his time because you know, whenever he comes back, he's probably not going to be himself for these playoffs anyway, and he's going to need the full off season to recover. Uh, so it, it's better that he takes his time instead of like risking it and coming back early.
1: For sure, for sure, I agree with that. February though, that surprised me. That fe- that seems aggressive, but again, it's Jamal. I mean, how have you any doubt that he's taking rehab seriously? Not a shred, not a shred. So. That'd be exciting. All right, Cale, anything left? Anything left in the old mailbag there? Cyberflow, friend of the show, Discord member. Bull's absence in the success uh, in the successful end of Summer League isn't encouraging. Would you rather see him traded as soon as possible in order for a chance to move on or give him one last chance with the gold? So
2: I heard you guys talk about his absence from the last game at the beginning of the show before I got on, and I just wanted to give my two cents here. Sure. I was pretty surprised when he didn't suit up for that fourth summer or that fifth summer league game. Um, And I was surprised because I think it was after the third game, I asked Charles Clask, like, what's the plan for a bowl? Do you guys have a number of games that you want to see him play? Um, Because, you know, a lot of time at summer league, the star players, the marquee players play the first couple of games, then sit out, you know, the, end of summer league. So I was thinking maybe that's, you know, the Nuggets playing with Bull have him play the first three games and then get other people playing time. I was just trying to get a feel for what they were thinking. And class pretty much said, I'm going to play him as much as possible. I'm going to play him as many minutes as possible, get the ball in his hands as much as possible, play him as many games as possible. So I definitely had my eyebrows raised when I heard he wasn't playing that last game, the second to last game that he didn't play I, I feel like that was like, all right, he's played three games. He's played well in spots. Let's get some other guys some action. But that fourth game, I was a little caught off guard by by him not playing. That, that definitely kind of got my antenna up.
1: Yeah, I mean, you would think if, even like let's just go full cynical and just say the whole goal is to get the trade value up, which might very well be the case, but a bit cynical. Let's lean into it. You would think both parties would want him out there. You know, himself included, you'd think he'd really want to be out there. So to some extent, it is surprising. Um, I do want to, I see this conversation happening in the comments and it's a good one. You know, like, well, what's the point of trading him? There's no value there. How important is a second round pick? I think the argument is more about freeing up a roster spot. Um, you know, the second round pick would be nice to burn one on a cheap flyer. If it doesn't work out in bowl, Is something I think Denver was comfortable doing. So getting it back would be ideal. I don't know if that's as important though. I do think it's about, well, if it's not gonna work here, let's free up that roster spot. But that does all operate under this major premise of there's there's this is unsalvageable and it's time to move on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I just think it's time to move on. Yeah, like he could go to the Grand Rapids Gold, play some games there, look like he did at Summer League. Um, but I don't think that's really gonna change a whole lot with the nuggets that's just my take mm. um so yeah i just think both yeah i just think he needs a, a change of scenery for sure
1: yeah all right Cal, mr uh long border what else do we got is that it are that we out it, boys that is it we had one more guy we had one more in the questions uh in the comment section i got it right here in the comment section um, Say all of the guards were hurt for a period of time and Bones had to start. How would he look with the starters right out of the gate? <clears throat>
2: um, so it's
1: funny. Like, yeah, he, he was he
2: was great at Summer League, and, and sometimes those stats translate, sometimes they don't. Look, if you just threw him into an NBA game right now, I'm sure there would be some spots where he'd look good. I think he's going to come into the league as an NBA-ready shooter. Mm. I don't think the 40% he shot from three was a fluke. He was a very good shooter in college. Yeah. And playing around better players with more spacing, he's going to be a very good shooter in the pros. But he's still going to be a rookie. You know, He's still going to be a 21-year-old rookie who's getting dropped into an NBA game for the first time. Um, so I could see him having some flashes, but I, I still think he'd probably be... You know, he, he'd be a definite downgrade, I think, for Monte Morris right now.
1: Yeah, that leap, I think, is bigger than people. Maybe some people realize, like from playing well at Summer League to being ready to go in year one in at the NBA. Um, yeah, I, I would agree. I would. Th- I think it's important to remember that Jamal, who had a great start to Summer League, we tweeted out that graphic from DNVR Nuggets today, comparing Jamal and Bones' start. It took Jamal a couple of years to really figure it out and he wasn't starting right away. So it's still going to be a process, but the one argument for just drag him onto the court tomorrow, like he if he's wide open, he's going to hit his shots. He's going to hit his three-point shots. So there it is by the way, tail of the tape. Uh and when you Beautiful. pointed out that that three that three-point percentage, that was on was that on how many attempts per game? 9 attempts per game. 9. Good lord. 9.
2: That's a lot, man. Even for summer league. I think that was the fifth most attempts from three per game out of anyone at Summer League. Yeah. He was right up there with the the leaders in three point shots. So that's really significant, man. That's that's very uh, very notable from him.
1: He is certainly something closer to ready, you know, than I would have I would have circled out of the gate. So it's all been encouraging Absolutely. stuff, man, for sure. You can either excel at <laughs> summer league or fall on your face. Neither necessarily has to be that telling, but it's certainly better to do the former than the latter. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate the questions, guys. Uh, Fun show today. Fun
2: show. You got anything else uh, before we get out of here? Vote?
1: I don't know. We've got nine minutes with no one to interrupt us. I almost just want to hang out, maybe just get some work done together. I don't know. It's up to you. Should we get out of here, Kale? You gotta go, I, Kale's gotta go wash his face. He's gotta put I, some Neosporin. <laughs> it's been washed.
0: Uh, oh, I was yeah. just gonna say, uh, Brendan, you really gave Rudo a run for his money on today's um, on today's Manscaped. Did I don't you know really what that was about, it? dude.
1: I just like <laughs> where I don't know where I was going with the blood thing. Just fully panicked, lost my way. But check out Manscaped DNVR 20 20 percent off.
0: Code DNVR, not DNVR twenty.
1: Oh. If you're if you're
2: doing the reads, you've got to make sure you have the codes right. Promo code DNVR. Son of a gun! <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another show. Let's cue that outro music, Kale. Let's cue
0: it up. Let's cue it up. Oh, i will try music on this computer. I haven't loaded it up. I'm oh so my sorry. god! Oh, this is a. I will do it live. All, right, all right, all right. Just, just get a Fire me right after I get promoted, right? Cool. Yeah,
2: yeah. We'll, we'll we'll talk to you guys later. That have a, a good day. My ass. The Colorado XOs they finish up their season at five and five. A really great start for this brand new team playing against professionals that have been playing for years. If you haven't heard of the Colorado XOs, they are rugby. They are Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team. They are athletes who have competed at the highest level of their respective sports. If you yourself. Or an elite athlete and are interested in trying out for the Cardo XOs, contact the director of recruitment, Peter Poske. His email is, is P-P-A-S-Q-U-E at glendale.co.us.